Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we, Jillian and Morgan, review a romance book, drink something yummy, laugh our asses off, and rant about what we loved, what we didn't, and of course, talk about hot, smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We would like to note that this is an explicit podcast where we may talk about many taboo topics that include explicit sex scenes, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hello there. Podcast day. Podcast day. How are you? A little tired. Just got done being sick. Again. Again. (laughs) Um, But yeah. You know, I have a slight random cough and I don't sound like a man anymore. At least I don't think so. So here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm assuming because you were sick and we did have an assignment to read the series that you probably didn't do any pleasure reading. No, I did not. So is there anything that you're buzzing about? Um, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, no. I'm just, um, plain Jane today. Fair enough. Yeah. What about you? Um, my anniversary was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. 24 years. Look at you. I know. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay. Here's what we did. Here's the thing. Yeah. So we announced last week that we were going to do a two-parter uh, for the Unlawful Men series by Jody Ellen Malpes. Yes. So today's episode is, in fact, on book one and two, which is called The Brit and the Enigma. Mm-hmm. Um, but the second two books, The Resurrection and The Rising, we actually are not going no. to be recording. I just can't. No. Um, so listen, there. this was not our favorite book series, um, which is why I've chosen not to continue with yeah. it. And we're definitely going to go over kind of what we didn't mm-hmm. really like and what didn't vibe with us. Um, but the book series itself, again, written by Jody Ellen Malpass, who writes absolutely amazing yeah. things. And this series is on Kindle Unlimited. Yes. And she's not yet put books on Kindle Unlimited. No. So it's kind of a big deal. Um, So we definitely will suggest, you know, definitely have an opinion for yourself, but because this is our podcast, we get to have our opinion. Right. (laughs) And it's it's fairly the same. Yeah. Which is kind of rare. Usually one of us hates it and the other one likes it. So we'll see how this goes. Which is what we had. Because the first book uh, in this series, The Brits, um, I did not like. Mm -hmm. And Morgan, you did. Yeah. The second book in the series, The Enigma, I actually liked, and you did not. I did not. Okay. Yep. So, you know, shall be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So the Brit book one, here's what you got. You have two characters here. You have Danny, Danny Black, and you find out rather quickly, as a child, he lived a shitty fucking childhood where his mom abandoned him because she was a drug addict and his stepdad did horrible, mean things Mm -hmm. to him. And he was basically like about ready to die, but showed some balls and a big mean mobster guy. It's like saved him. Yeah. And decided to take him home and raise him. Yes. So Danny has learned that his faux dad uh, put him in charge when he dies and he does die. Yeah. So Danny's now in charge of the fucking mafia. But he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be. But he is because that's what a good boy does. Uh-huh. Um, and this is set in Miami. And Danny is called the Brit because originally he is from England. So he has an accent. Yes. 
All right. So you're in Miami. They also call him the angel faced assassin because apparently he real fine. Sexy. Mm -hmm. Then you have Rose. Uh, Rose basically is quote unquote, the whore to the mayor of Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, she at like 15 years old was abused and basically made into a baby maker. Yeah. Um, she was bought by a douchebag and basically that's her pimp. And he does mean things to her and makes her do mean things to get information. And he's very powerful. And apparently when she was 15, she gave birth to a baby. You have no idea who the baby daddy was. Um, And she got to hold the baby for like two minutes and it was a boy and it was taken away from her and obviously sold on the black market. Right. And now at 30 something years old, that's all she can think about is this baby who Mm. the monster that owns her sends her pictures of this kid and basically lets her know, like, I can reward you for doing what I'm telling you to do with pictures of your kid, or I can like have the kid killed. So she's pretty much going to do everything douchebag tells her to do. I think douchebag's name is Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Knox. All right. So what you find out is Rose is with the mayor as his mistress mm-hmm. and they're in Vegas. He's like in love with her. Yeah. So he treats her really nice. Yes. Um, and, but you know, she has, she doesn't like him. Right. But here's my deal with her. She's a very empty type of human being. Right. Like she's very, woe is me and everything is fucked up and I don't have control over anything and I'm just going to be a whore. But here's the thing. You do have control. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can walk away and I'm not saying like I understand that he's showing you pictures of this child that you've never met and by the pictures seems to have a great life yeah let it go girl mm-hmm. because really I mean would he really do that I mean he's callous yes but it's not like he was like in the pictures when he sent them yeah, or know. anything. It, so for me, it's like, this is what's running your life. Mm-hmm. So she learns to shut down. But she shuts down, not like during, like when she's working, but like just in general. Mm-hmm. Shuts down as a complete human being, as cold and obviously unemotional. I could not connect with her. Right. I couldn't either. I didn't, I just didn't believe, I don't know. I just didn't. She wasn't believable to me. Mm-hmm. And the storyline of how she was being controlled also wasn't believable to me. Because I feel like you hated your life, but you're the reason you're living this life, literally. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of felt that way about Danny, too. Right. Like, a person that you loved, yes, died and gave you something that you absolutely did not want. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he's dead. Mm-hmm. Not to be rude. rude, but he's dead. Yeah. Don't take it. Give it to your number two homeboy who seems to love the life. Mm -hmm. So these characters are in a life they hate, but they're in it because literally they just can't walk away. You know, just grow some goddamn balls. Fuck. I know. I don't know. I just, anyway. Yeah. So I didn't like Rose at all, ever. I didn't like either one of them. I did like Danny after a minute. Well, I did. (laughs) <laughs> he got mean real quick and I mm-hmm. liked it. So after his dad dies, yeah, he like goes into his dad's office and all the like top guys come in or whatever. But one is like running his mouth 
because he was just like, I don't have to take orders from you. Yeah. And Danny's like, well, actually, Dad died, so yes, you do. And he, like, shot him in the head. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're okay. a mobster. You're not yeah. just a whiny bitch. Right. You're a mobster. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then he, like, gives them all orders and stuff. And it's, like, a total Godfather moment. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, goes upstairs, and there's a housekeeper that you meet. And he kind of talks to her like she's a piece of shit. And you're like, okay, you're a dick. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, calls to a whore. And, like, the girl's up there. And he, like, fucks the shit out of her and makes her leave. Right. And then he's like, I got to sort this business. Well, somehow this business intertwines with the mayor right. of Miami, who's currently in Las Vegas, so boss Danny now decides he's going to go to Las uh-huh. Vegas and do something to this mayor. Okay. So he sees the mayor. He makes the mayor shit himself. And he basically says, you owe me X amount of dollars because of this. And the mayor's just like, well, I can't really do that right now. And he's like, cool. Well, who's this? This is my girl. Awesome. I'm going to take her. So Danny yeah. takes Rose because they had, you know, their eyes locked yeah. across the casino floor. Yeah. Um, so he basically is like looking at her like, yep, she's empty and I like it. And I'm yeah. like, why? I yeah. don't understand, but okay. So he takes her and, um, you know, talks shit and basically tells the mayor guy, like you do X, Y, and Z, and then I'll give her to you back, but I can't guarantee nothing's going to happen to her while she's in my possession. So mm-hmm. you better work quickly. So Rose being like a professional hoe is cool, calm, and collected yep. during this and does exactly what she's right. told to do. No emotions, no talking back, just yeah, blah. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know, He's he says something to her and she finally says something back and it's not even really snotty. It was just answering or asking a question. Right. And he, like, co-cocks her, like, just slaps the yeah. shit out of her. And I'm like, why? Right. And he wants her to know, basically, like, I'm in control. Yeah. And she's like, well, duh. <laughs> like, yeah, I I don't, here's, and this is going to be a really weird analogy. So when he slapped her, and I am against, by the way, I am against all violence against women. Yes. Okay. Before, I needed to state that before I'm about mm-hmm. to say what I'm about to say. Okay. So when Danny slaps Rose, like literally just fucking whiffs the shit out of her. Yeah. I was like, what? No, what? that's not even an asshole move. That's like, I really just do not like you now. Mm-hmm. But can I just say, in the Banker series, when he literally beat the shit out of her in front of that fountain, mm-hmm. I was like, huh. <laughs> That's so weird. And I think it's because I was invested in the story and I liked the characters and I liked the guy doing it. Mm-hmm. But then and this slap probably wasn't even remotely close to the aggressiveness of the other one in the right. banker. I was just like, no, I didn't. I don't know. I just was like, oh, okay. Well, you're hitting women for no fucking reason. That's yeah. great. I was very turned off. Like, and again, Disclosure. Yeah. We do not condone the violence <laughs> against women. Yes. Period. Because I will beat a motherfucker. However. Yeah. If it was a situation where, like, he went to grab her and she smacked him. Right. And he, like, backhanded yeah. her back. I'm kind of like, that's an equal. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to stop reading right. at this point. Correct. But I contemplated for a mm-hmm. minute being like, I'm not going to like you. I don't really no. find that there's going to be anything you're going to do that's going to make me like you, Danny Black. So There's like a fine line between like asshole and like over the top. Oh, like, woman abuser. It's not cute. Yeah. It's not cute no. or fun. So I didn't really care for him. Yeah. I'm just like, you're kind of fucked up like on a different level. Yeah. And 
I didn't like what you did kind of a thing. I really only liked him when they started like connecting. Mm -hmm. I didn't care for him until that point. Yeah. Because he is also cold and empty. That's why he likes her. That's why they have like this weird connection because they are similar in that way. Mm -hmm. But as a reader, I don't like to read cold emotionless because then I'm cold and emotionless and I don't care about the book. Mm -hmm. I have to have some feeling something. And I just didn't get that until they literally started like having feelings for each other. Yeah. Although they never really verbalized it forever because you know, why communicate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Well, I think what you get from this part of the book. So, I mean, both you and I can agree at this point in the book, we don't really care for either character. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to read the book, like that's hard. That's usually when you kind of go, maybe I should stop reading because I'm not connecting with these folks. I don't really care what happens to them. Um, But we continue to read. For you guys, because, you know, although take your, you know, these are just our opinions. Our opinions. But yeah, it was hard. It was kind of just hard to get through. I It picked up for me, like I said, when they started like having... I don't know, a relationship and actually speaking to each other. Yeah. But we're like three fourths to the, through the whole book. Yeah. I mean, at, you just learn they're just <clears throat> fucked up. They're yeah. just fucked up individual people and they're not telling the other person right. why they're fucked up. They yeah. just do fucked up things. Yes. And you're going to get, cause there's like, you know, a mob situation yeah. happening. So he is going to leave Vegas with her mm-hmm. and they're all going to go back to Miami. Yeah. And, you know, Mayor still has to do all these mm-hmm. things. But um, Danny does shit like puts her in these situations like they got shot at and she yeah. had to hide in the car and he thought she ran away, but she really was just hiding in the car. And he was like, oh, it must mean something that she stayed. I'm like, well, I don't think she was like going to get shot at. So right. she kind of ducked into the car. Yeah. I don't think she cared either way if you no. were going to live or die. Um, but anyway, and then, or he'll take her out to a restaurant and then the mayor's like there with his wife or some shit. And then like just uncomfortable situations for her. Um, and when the sex comes to me, I didn't even connect with the scenes. Like I, it's It's because there's no emotion. None. It was like, they were just, they were just like fucking each other to fuck and, or like in some warped way, like get a win over the other. Yeah. I just like one up each other. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of how I felt like it was a constant one up and he was never, it was always like, I'm here. Your job is to fuck me. And I feel like that went on even when they were not together, but like feelings were starting to go mm-hmm. like higher and higher and higher as the book went on. But I just felt like the sex was still like super emotionless. And also I love a rough sex scene, Mm -hmm. but that was it. That's all they, it was always like super aggressive and hot, which is great. But can we like switch it up? There was no connection besides like like we got so much hate fucking. Yes. So much hate fucking. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then they would make these decisions or say these statements when feelings start coming in down the road but you didn't believe those statements because there was no actual romantic side to either one of them so you're like where are you connecting besides the hate fucking like that's that's like there was insta lust don't get me wrong because you got two hot people and they're just like whatever and then with what i guess you consider the slow burn was the fact that they would constantly be naked in each other's presence like 
she would have to strip down and like shower and she's a horse. Yeah. That was her profession. She was used to being naked. So, and he would just be like standing there or he would shower and she's just like looking at him and he made her sleep in bed with him, but he never touched her or anything like that. But, and then he like, I don't know, the next day or two days in, he sees while she's asleep that her entire back is covered with bruises. And that happened because of this Knox guy. Mm -hmm. Like she apparently wasn't giving him information on the mayor fast enough. So he had like room service show up. And when she turned around the room service guy, who's paid by Knox, punched her in her shit. No no place, places that clothes would cover. Yeah. Um, and Danny Black's like, oh my God, who did this to her? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why do you give a fuck? Cause her cheek is red because of you. (laughs) Right. And she didn't even do anything. So whatever but she's not defending herself she's not giving up any of her information no she's not showing any emotion whatsoever she's giving away absolutely nothing she's telling you i am not in need of rescuing danny black because you're fucked up and a murderer yeah and he's like yep so and she's like yeah i guess i don't really care like that's cool with me but i'm not going to tell you any of my stuff right and then he's all like I'm this mean mafia guy and I'm going to kill all these people and I'm going to keep you safe and blah, blah, blah. But then at the same time, he's just like, I had this horrible fucked up childhood and my dad did this and I can't tell you anything about it because you can't know me. And I'm like, oh my God. Can we make a fucking connection here? Just something besides the hate fucking. Yeah. Which again, it's Jody Ellen. So it's written really well. Oh yeah. The sex is great. Right. But I didn't find the characters connecting. So I still don't like them. So yeah. I'm still continuing to read yeah. two characters I don't like. I don't yeah. even mini like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> There's just nothing that neither one of them have done no. yet. And there really isn't like any even side characters that you really connect with. See, right. like sometimes there's like, well, she's a whore. She's alone. So she has no friends. Right. He has like a second and a com- in command and friend, but there wasn't a ton of character building around him. Right. So I didn't care. You just knew he was the second right. in command. I think they're cousins and real like yeah. blood cousins or something like that. But you get the idea. They probably grew up as brothers and he's yeah. the second guy in command for Danny. And, you know, he moved up the chain with him and right. blah, blah, blah. He's around a lot, but he adds really nothing yeah. to the story. Yeah. Um, and then you have the housekeeper. So the housekeeper, um, Danny does actually talk to like a servant. Yeah. And um, I think that Rose who now has to live we skipped this yeah. part so they left vegas yeah. and she's moved into his miami home. Yeah. okay so she's left alone a lot and she's not a prisoner well she's a prisoner on the grounds but she doesn't have like stay in her room yeah so she goes and tries to talk to the housekeeper and the housekeeper is very reluctant to yeah. talk to her at all yeah and she's just like listen there's a certain way things run around here just do what he fucking says yeah. stay out of his way yeah and again, he's still coming back at night and sleeping mm-hmm. in the bed with her, but not actually touching her. But he keeps the innuendo yeah. going like, you know, you know what I have you here yeah. for. Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then pretty much for side characters, that's about that's it. it. I mean, there's a, the dead dad has a brother. So it's technically like his faux uncle. Yeah. But he apparently is like legitimate business and doesn't really do, yeah. knows what his family does, but he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. So they kind of have a relationship. But again, Danny's in charge of like this whole yeah. backstory of this mafia thing going on. But even like, I don't know. I mean, not to go back to the banker again, but even the butler, I liked him. Yes. In the banker series. Right. Yes. But there just wasn't, I don't know. There just wasn't enough character building or emotion right. in any character, really. Right. You know, just. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it's like she had she could have escaped at any point numerous in time, times. Numerous times. And I think he's tested her a couple yeah. of times. And the it doesn't occur to her to escape because where's she gonna go? Yeah. So in this whole thing, she has this like secret cell phone mm-hmm. and Knox. It's her communication with Knox. So Knox now knows that Danny Black has taken her and Knox has a stake in this whole mafia yeah, thing yeah. that's going on. Okay. So he's like, cool. You don't have to be with the mayor anymore. Stay with Danny Black and report to me what Danny Black yeah. is doing. He's the bigger fish kind of a thing. So she hides it in like behind the cabinet in her bathroom. Yeah. And she texts him things like Danny's leaving for a meeting. I think he's meeting with Russians or yeah. something like that. And so Knox knows enough to put that all <laughs> together. So she is doing that. Yeah. And she does feel guilty which is the first time yeah. that there's any emotion yeah. from this woman whatsoever. But she feels guilty, but she doesn't stop doing it. No. So, again, mm-hmm. the control of Knox over her, over a child she's never met 30 years ago, mm-hmm. is now extending into this. And you're like, just fucking tell Danny. Just tell him. Yeah. Why are you not just telling them? Because at this point, emotions, well, whatever emotions they are, they are starting to have feelings for each other. Yeah. So I just wanted to, like, shake her. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? And I think he's trying to find out. Yeah. Like, he's actually asking her things. Yeah. So for the first time, I believe that he actually does right. have some kind of feeling for yes. her. Because he's like, I know this is bothering you. Why is this bothering you? Yeah. Or what's happening here or what happened to you and all these kind of things. And she lets a little bit here and there, but Mm -hmm. nothing relevant to what she's going through. Right. And if she told him her past and the baby that she's like obsessed with and all this kind of stuff, then she should feel comfortable also then telling him, this is the person that owns me, controls me and my son's life. Yeah. You are powerful enough to help me. Here's the phone. This is what he wants to know. Please help me. And he would. There's nothing, he's ruthless and ridiculous, but there's nothing at this point in the book that would tell me that he would murder her. No. Like, you got him at this point. But she doesn't. He's skipping, gotta go in the office as a mob boss day so that he can take a day off and fuck her all day. Things are happening. Yes. Yeah. And she's not stupid, so she knows, but she's still not telling him. No. Like, okay. Bitch, I'm done with you. Yeah. But she's also kind of slowing down the information mm-hmm. that she's giving to Knox. Yeah. So Knox at this point, um, I think has sent her a picture of the kid. And mm-hmm. there's like in the background of that picture is like one of Knox's men. Yeah. So she knows that the kid is yep. within their sights. Do what the fuck I say. Ramp yeah. up this Danny Black bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. she then there's no choice. Yeah. She's going to pick this kid. Yeah. Over the man that could help her if she would have just uh, told his ass. Right. But what else? The same time going on in Danny's world, his men are giving him shit because, hey, you're newly in command. So you need to be ruthless. Right. And now you got a chick and now you're starting to melt like an, an ice cream cone. Right. What the absolute fuck is happening? Yeah. And we're wondering about your judgment. And, oh, we think we might have a mole because we keep getting attacked. Right. They went to like the harbor where he has like a a shop and they sell jet skis. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you like jet skis. So they like have a moment. He takes her out on a jet yeah. ski. But then before you know it, the fucking jet ski <clears throat> explodes. What is happening? I know. Now an FBI agent is involved yeah. and she's like, oh my God, this is real. Like he's like not bothered. He's like, nope, no, yep, no, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. The, the house gets attacked yep. and he's just like, nah. I mean, they're all fine, but he was just, 
Yeah, he's not freaking out and she's freaking out. But she also holds the key to Ugh. telling him what is happening. And his men are like, there's a fucking mole. Well, yeah, because she knows that it's Max. Right. So this is your point it. of no return. Right. This yeah, is yeah. where Rose, I yeah. believe, has gone too far. Yeah. And Danny would have every right to yeah. turn ruthless and cruel Agreed. on her at this point. Yeah. She could have saved herself from it if she would have, I don't know, turned on her emotion switch or right. something. Yep. But yeah. that doesn't no. happen. Yeah. I know. I need a break. Quick break. Yeah. But when we come back, we'll talk about the Enigma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we're back. Okay, let's wrap up the Brit. Yeah. Okay, so here's where you are. You're at your ending, okay? Mm-hmm. He knows she comes clean. Yeah. Well, he knew first. Yeah. But he doesn't treat her like a dick about it. When she tells him the whole story, he's like, yep, I'll take Knox out for you and find your son. And she's mm-hmm. like, yay. And then his mobster stuff is all coming to a head and people are doing horrible things. Yeah. And he finds out who his enemies are. And there's a big old shootout. And she thinks that he's dead. So she goes to try to find him. And, and blah, 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 yeah. all these things happen. Yeah. Okay, But basically, he dies while they're trying to get away. Yeah. And she crumbles like a Christmas cookie. Mm-hmm. Like just the first time. I mean, it went from a person with zero fucking yeah. emotion to a person that's so over the top. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like seriously. Right. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, you get this like ending where she goes to this, she goes, oh, she goes to see the kid. Okay, yes. so she gets these like messages from him, letters or hand delivered from the friends or whatever. Yeah. That he has basically thought about, if I die, let her know this. Yeah. So one of them is, you know, here's your, I found your kid. So here you go. Mm-hmm. So she decides to actually go to the house. Dumb. And as soon as the adoptive mom opens the door, she was like, I know exactly who you are because he looks just like you. And I felt so bad for that adoptive mom because, hello, they did buy this baby on the yes. black market. And they admit to that. Yeah. They were desperate. Yeah. They had miscarriages. Mm-hmm. They couldn't afford to go yeah. through the legal paperwork of the system. Yeah. I don't fault her for no. that. She wanted a baby. Right. She bought a baby. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well. But I was, yeah. this this mom was great. Yeah. But this, the kid lives an amazing life. They have an amazing life. They do. And, and Rose, for her credit, does say i'm not trying to take over or take yeah. her from you but just so you know i'm not dead i didn't die yeah my baby was stolen from me and i just want to know him and i want to work with you guys and although the parents are very reluctant they were like oh okay yeah so there is a run-in though the kid comes into yeah. the kitchen when rose is in the kitchen and they just have a little conversation about star wars mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really nice. And again, yeah. Rose is leaving and she's like, I'm not trying to take him yeah. away. I just want him to know me, but we'll do it on your terms. And I'm like, okay, I can all respect right. yep. all that. There is a part of me though, that was like, as soon as you found out that Knox wasn't bullshitting you with all these pictures of yeah. the kid and that you did have proof that the kid is in a fantastic home right. with parents who love him, yeah. you should have walked away. Yeah, It wasn't your business yep. to be there. That's how I felt. Yeah. Disagree all you want. Yeah. Super sorry if that's against your opinion, but yep. that was my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Then the next part of her, I get notes from Danny yep. from the dead. Go to the Aruba. 
there's a home yeah. I purchased for you. You have access to a private jet to get you from the mainland yeah. and back. You're taken care of for the rest of your life. You deserve to be happy, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And she goes and she does love the place, mm -hmm. but she loves the fact that he actually just pops up from the dead. So right. he didn't die. No. Uh, he's alive in Aruba and he's promising her that they can live there for the rest of their lives. And he's not going to be a mobster anymore because he's dead. Correct. Yep. Also, fuck you very much for leaving me for three months to mourn your death and be a literal psycho. And send notes for me from beyond right. the dead about things I need to do. And before. you're just fucking laying here in yeah. goddamn paradise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Yeah. I, again, I didn't like the Brit as much as I do like the Enigma. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, again, couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around either character even. So you go through these phases in these books, right? Mm -hmm. They're mean, they're evil, they're, they're the bad guy. Yeah. And then they're, oh, there's a little hinkling. There's a little something, something yeah. that's got you that makes you hot again. Then there's the sex. And again, just aggressive, rough sex. Yeah. And then there's the I love yous and all the emotions. And then, you know, you have the light bulb moment. It all goes off. And then the happy ever after. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like him at all throughout all of those things. So, again, he gets his happily ever after. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. I did not love this book. No. I think for me, it was more of a murder mystery thriller with a splash of smut. I just, yeah. I was, I expected more from Jody, obviously, because we love her. Mm -hmm. This one, I did not like, oh God, I did not like her. I really didn't like her name, Bo, because I kept thinking it was a male character. Oh, in the Enigma? Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't, I just didn't connect. I, I didn't really connect with any characters in either of these books. Um, I like in the Enigma is James Kelly. I liked him. He was all right. I liked me. him more than I liked Danny. Okay. Um, and Bo, I dislike, uh, but in a different reason than I did Rose. I just felt like Bo was very like, woe is me. I can't move on. I'm... I don't want this life, but like I do, but like the only thing I care about in the whole world is my car and like, <laughs> I'm bored. Yeah. I was just bored with her. I think nothing really like piqued my interest. Yeah. With her. Okay. So the Enigma, the Enigma uh, is uh, unlawful men book two. Mm -hmm. um, you start out with James Kelly. Okay. And you open up with James and you find out James's deal. So James is an assassin. He is like a vigilante. Mm -hmm. um, he is wanted by the FBI, but the FBI agent that's assigned to hunting him down, he has like a mutual respect for. Okay. And that is Agent Jazz Haley. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Agent Haley, uh, you now go from like her point of view or whatever, and she's having a conversation with him. And she's basically like, I know that you're murdering bad guys, but it's 
the justice system that I believe yeah. in is I get to cop them. And he was like, nope, I'm going to kill him before you get to cop them. And I'm like, okay, banter. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking yeah. this. And James is like, I'm only killing the people that deserve it, but you're not going to be able to catch me. And she, his name is the Enigma. Yeah. And she's like, nope, I know exactly who you are. And he's like, well, you better keep that information to yourself. And she was like, don't make me have to come after you then. Yeah. Like, stop doing this. Or wink, wink, continue doing what you're doing, but right. get better at it kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. So they've got this banter going back and forth. What ifs? So from Agent Haley's point of view, she's in her car and she has a daughter named Bo. And Agent Haley is recently divorced from Bo's father. They moved from like New York to Miami. Um, she's the top line of the bad bitches of mm -hmm. all the bad bitches at the FBI. And her daughter is a successful police officer and is on track to mm -hmm. go into the FBI. She's also engaged to a guy named Ollie who works for the FBI. Mm -hmm. And her wedding is coming up soon. Mom and Bo are going to hang out together for the evening. So uh, they drive to a liquor store. Mm -hmm. Bo goes inside to get liquor. Mom is on the phone. And before you know it, Bo comes outside. Mom gives her a look from the car. Car explodes. Right. Bo gets hurt. She gets burnt on one side of her arm mm -hmm. um, and her mom dies instantly. Yeah. Okay. So now you're flashed forwarding a couple years, two years, something like yeah. that. And you go back to James. Here's James's deal. James um, knows that the murder of Jazz, uh, or FBI agent Jazz Haley, was in fact a murder, mm -hmm. but it's been ruled by the department as an accident. Right. However, the daughter, Bo, who's still alive, has keeps petitioning yeah. for it to be reopened because she does not believe that her mom died in an accident. Right. So James is being forced to look at Bo and think, what does Bo know? Because her mom knew who I was and my identity right. can't get out there. His deal is he is tracking the worst of the worst killers in the mafia world nicknamed the bear mm -hmm. and the bear was responsible for killing james's parents back in england right so his house was set on fire his parents died and his sister died yeah so he is in the states though in miami can we pause for a moment mm -hmm. do you see him at this point in the book as jazz's age the mother of Bo? I didn't really. I know. couldn't get a grasp on how old this character was, mm -hmm. which I didn't love because I kept thinking, because initially when I started this book, I thought it was going to be like a story about Jazz and James. Okay. So then it flipped. And then I thought, well, how old is James? Mm -hmm. Because I thought. And I thought that it was, he was her mom's age. Right. And I'm, you know, I like a good age gap. Yeah. Here and there. But I couldn't find the, like, what, what would this person have that the other would be attracted to? But I guess it was like their minds. Right. Yeah. Well, I think with him, like, because he's in this situation where he doesn't know what Bo knows about mm -hmm. him and he can't afford his identity to go out because he's still actively yeah. murdering people yeah. that are part of the mafia and report to the bear. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because they have names like, I don't know, the gator. Yeah. Or the rat. The I don't fucking yeah. know. They're all some kind of animal. Anyway, he's just killing motherfuckers. Yeah. 
Um, and, but he does his research. So he's doing his research on Bo. Yeah. And he's like instantly attracted to her. Yeah. So obviously, you know, that's the yeah. direction that it's going. And then it kind of bounces back to Bo. So Bo, at this point, after her mom dies, we're talking two years later, she's like a fucked up human being. She's a fucking mess. She's a mess. Blew she's up her like, whole goddamn life. She's like suicidal. Like she's yeah. she's constantly like if she would be walking, she'd be like, oh, it'd be great if a bus just hit me right now. Right. Like she's that kind of weird. She's no longer um, on the police force. Nope. She lost her job or she resigned as being a cop because yep. she felt I'm not serving the justice system that I believe in if you think that my mm -hmm. mom died in an accident. Yep. So she quit that. She left Ollie at the altar. Yep. She, like, just can't take care of herself. Apparently, she has money yeah. left over from a trust. So she doesn't really have to worry about money. Um, but she is living with her uncles. Mm -hmm. And she's decided she's some kind of interior decorator. Yeah. Because that's what something her and her mom enjoyed doing all the time was, like, repainting mm -hmm. rooms and redecorating rooms. So she yeah. has this little, like, side business and a couple clients here and there. But she, something about painting is very therapeutic to her. Yeah. So she's in therapy. She fucking blows it off. Kind of gives her therapist a hard time. Mm -hmm. She is estranged from her father. Her father keeps trying to contact her. She doesn't have any respect for her father. Mm -hmm. Her father cheated on her mother and like wasn't there for her when yeah. her mom died. Um, but so her only human connections are to her uncle, who her uncle's name is Lawrence. Lawrence is her father's brother. Yeah. Also estranged from her father yep. because he's transgender. Yes. And the father, who is like a CEO or something like that, yeah. just can't have that kind of scandal, you know? Yeah. He's so a real dick. He is a real dick. So Bo, of course, no judgment, loves her fucking yep. uncle. So Uncle Lawrence is married to Dexter, yep. who is also an FBI agent. Yeah. Um, so that's her uncle, Dexter. Yeah. Well, sometimes Uncle Lawrence also turns into a drag queen named Xenia, mm -hmm. who actually does, for a living, runs a drag queen show. Yes. So very dramatic. Yes. Very fucking hilarious. I would love him and, and like, he would be my the friend in real life. conversations yep. are amazing yep. because it's kind of like the rule in the house is when the wig is on, I'm yeah. Zinnia, and when yeah. the wig is off, I'm Lawrence, but yes. I'm always fucking dramatic. That's correct. So it was the best. that's a great yep. side character. More than what we got from the yeah. first book. We yes. got some great side yes. characters. So the uncles like that she lives with them. I think she's like 30. I yeah. don't know how old she I is, but she lives with the uncles and the uncles are cool with her living there because they're like watching after her. Yeah. She does have panic attacks and I'm pretty sure she's medicated mm -hmm. and the situation has to do with being in crowds. Yeah. So her arm is scarred all the way down from like her shoulder to her wrist is scarred from a burn. So she, of course, that's a thing. Yeah. So she's always wearing baggy clothes, long sleeves to cover it all up. Um, she doesn't like to be in crowds around people, so she likes to go to Walmart at night. Right. Well, so do I, sister. So <laughs> and wander around yeah. and buys random things. Yeah. Like we all do. Yeah. Right? So that's something that she does to like disappear. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so she is you. You get her. You understand yep. who she is. 
And I kind of liked her attitude, not the suicidal part, but kind of the fuck everybody attitude. I'm going to be as crazy as I want to be because I am really hurting. Yeah. And none of you, the ones that want to do right by her Mm -hmm. and the ones that want to do wrong by her, no one's going to be able to help her. You And she knows I got to get out of this myself, but I'm not ready yet. So I'm going to sit in my grief and all of you leave me alone. That's right. Got you, girl. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. So she goes to her mom's grave. Okay. Now you flash back to James. James is still infatuated with her, but keeps saying, this is the chick I have to kill. So he's trying to find his way in so that he can kill her. So he calls her and it's under the guise that he has the wrong number. And, but there's banter instantly, instantly between the two of them on the phone. I like, so she's like sitting in front of her mom's grave, like just decompressing, you know, from therapy or whatever. And here she's got the, she's like, he instantly sounds sexy and there's an accent Mm -hmm. and he's saying inappropriate things and she's saying inappropriate things. And it comes out like whoever it is you're trying to look for, I'm not them. I'm an interior designer. And he's like, well, I need one of those. And she's like, okay, haha, bye-bye. So anyway, what you get is they get back in contact. He actually contacts her back and says, no, seriously, I'll, I'll pay you to paint my office. Yeah. So she's like, I used to be a cop. It screams red flags to me. You don't do this kind of thing. And, but I'm going to do it. Cause why the fuck not? Because again, she's like hopeless. Yeah. yeah. And I do want to duly note that this is legitimately the only red flag that she pays attention to. Yeah. You would think as someone that's like this amazing cop who was like top of her class and was like, gonna be this fbi agent years from now and da, 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 da. you would think you'd pick up on a lot more flags yes bright red flashing flags yes but, but she doesn't care no because again if she's like okay well if i yeah. get murdered then i get murdered and you know whatever. yeah i'm like okay. i feel like her instincts would be like screaming at her like i feel her need to paint yeah is stronger than her need to be yeah. like there's an issue with me going to this man's house, but okay. Yeah. So, okay. So she goes, it's weird. Yeah. It's absolutely weird right from the beginning. So she goes to this building and goes up this elevator and it's like all glass. Mm -hmm. This whole apartment is like glass. Yeah. Stairs and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So she's supposed to meet him at the lobby when she gets off this elevator to this apartment she's supposed to stay there and she's supposed to meet him at this particular time but he's not there Mm -hmm. and she's looking around like why the fuck with all the glass like what does he want me to paint i don't even see a wall yeah where she's at so but she's hearing noises Mm -hmm. and she's curious because she's an ex-fbi cop whatever she's curious she starts snooping she goes around the corner and she sees a naked man yeah fucking the shit out of this woman bent over yep and then another naked man in a chair in the room jerking off. Right. And she is mesmerized. Right. She cannot turn away. She no. just stands there and watches. Yes. And she's noticing the guy fucking the girl. And like, he's beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's beautiful. He's powerful. Oh my God. That looks great. My yep. rubbing my knees together. But I need to get the fuck out of here yeah. before he sees me. So she runs back down to the elevator, but she doesn't know how to get out. So she's trying to call the lobby and doesn't know, no one's picking up yeah. in the lobby. She can't figure out how to get, so she has to sit there and she's starting to get a panic attack. Yeah. But he comes down, he's like, oh yeah, I was supposed to meet you, blah, blah. In the back of her head, she's like, you set that up. You wanted me yeah. to see that. Yeah. But then this couple like says, okay, bye. And they leave. And she's like, oh, he's like, yeah, you just needed to press the button. You could have gone down on the elevator. And then you get nothing but conversations with them back and forth about, I feel uncomfortable. Right. 
I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm going to stand here and watch you paint my office. Yeah. No, you need to leave the office yeah. so I can paint it. Yeah. You're not supposed to be here. Oh, then I mentioned I work from home. And he sits there while yep. she's paint. There, there is walls. There's like yes. two walls in an office. And he wants them painted white too, by the way. Fucking weird. So weird. Um, and he wants her to do it while he's in the office staring at her. Red flag number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, after every time that she's done painting, like, he always wants her to stay and, like, have a drink. Mm-hmm. And then there's banter. And then he wants to ask her questions. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm not telling you shit. Yeah. And the sexual tension is heating up. And the inappropriateness mm-hmm. comes out in the conversations. But yet nobody has actually physically touched right. the other person. Correct. And this goes on for a minute. And I do want to note, too, he did set that up. He did. And he did it on purpose. Because I feel like a lot of... He gives her like these, not like these, just little testy tasks, and it's interesting because I think she does the exact opposite of what he thinks she's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't scare her away; it like made her want him, and I think he was looking to scare her away, right? So that he wouldn't have to kill her. Yeah. Well, you keep when you go to his point of view. Now that she's like around mm-hmm. all the time, he's falling for her quickly. And he's like, she's so sad and yeah. so lost and so dark. Like, all I want to do is fuck her. Yeah. Like, that just has to happen. Yeah. Like, she can never know who I am yeah. or how I'm responsible for her mother's death. Yeah. And so you're thinking, oh, my God, did you have this great conversation right. with the mom? And then you blew her up? Right. That's like, what I thought. Are you yeah. a prick? Like, what's happening? And, um, but then you also find out too, his entire back is like all burnt up Yeah, and you get the idea that he was in the fire that killed his family. Yeah. Um, and then he does these things like he goes to the sauna, he has like a sauna built into mm-hmm. his home again, glass walls. Yeah. And he like talks about how it, you never will feel pain like you do when you're set on fire when you're alive and yeah. he makes it hotter in there. And he's just kind of, he ain't right. Yeah. In his noodle. Yeah. Kind of tough. Yep. However, he's not cruel. No. He's direct. He is blunt and direct and honest, but yes. I never really felt like he was ever like mean, like cruel mean. No. I Which feel is like... why I liked him better than Danny. I I get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the attraction is there for the both of them. The chemistry mm-hmm. is absolutely there. Yeah. But the only way they're really getting it out is banter. Yeah. Because she's just absolutely like, I need nothing yeah. in my life. I am nothing and I want nothing. Yeah. And I can't do this with you. Yeah. And he's kind of like, I could do this with you. Yeah. And not tell you who I really am and how I'm the one responsible yeah. for the state of you right yeah. now that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. So that gets kind of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's very um, flip-floppy, like, point of view-wise. Yeah. So I did have to, I don't know, be very aware of, like, where I was at in a storyline. Yes, because it goes on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they finally fuck. Yeah. And it's really good. It's very aggressive. Yes. Just like Danny Black. Yep. James Kelly is very aggressive. Yeah. Um, And very controlling. Very. And she is about it because at one point 
she finally has that moment, that breaking moment where she's like, you know what? I want to feel this more than I want to feel all the hopelessness. Right. Yeah. So she decides to go into it full force. Yep. And then what he does to her body, like she's now obsessed with yeah. and obsessed with the feeling. Yeah. So she doesn't want to let it go. But he actually starts in with the emotional stuff first yeah because he's constantly asking her questions and trying to get her to tell him the truth he knows the truth yep. about her yeah she doesn't know that he knows so she's like it's none of your fucking business i just want to fuck yeah i want zero this yeah i don't want this i just want yep. us to fuck and every time she says that he gets mad and hate fucks her yeah and it's even better than the last time every time is every better. time yeah i would be obsessed as well yeah and he alludes to her that he has secrets and she's like well then fine what are they and then he plays his game like oh well, yeah i'll tell you and she's like well then i don't give a fuck it's it is very like back and forth game like trying to one-up the other right but i feel like his intention was always i think it flipped to i legitimately do want to know more about you mm-hmm more than I want your secret so I know what you know. Right. And I think I liked him more when it turned that way. Yeah. But I, again, I think it was because I was starved for emotion. Yeah. Well, with these characters, too, like, um, he ties her up. Yeah. Yeah. And so she went home with, like, these really angry mm-hmm. whelps on her arms. Yeah. And her uncles saw them and freaked out. Mm-hmm. And she was like, listen. I just was fucking a dude. These are completely consensual. And they're like, oh my God, over the top. Yeah. She's lost her mind. She's seeing this guy who abuses her. And I'm like, she's telling you no. Right. Calm down. You need to calm down. Yeah. But they go as far as interfering, like contacting her dad and contacting the ex-fiance and the mom's ex-partner and all this kind of stuff is happening. And then she's also got this car that her mom bought her that's a piece of shit and keeps breaking down. Oh, my God. I was annoyed by that. She's obsessed with this car and getting it fixed. It breaks down like three times in in book one. It's not safe. And James is like, what the fuck are you driving? She's like, no, back off. My mom gave it to me. So she's always constantly worried and upset about her car. Yeah. And then the whole thing going on with the final ruling of. Yeah her appeal to get her mom's case reopened has been denied. They're not going to reopen it. So here's the thing about Bo that I absolutely fucking hated. Mm -hmm. Every time something in her life would go wrong, Mm -hmm. she would run to James and just be like, I know I just told you 10 minutes ago that I only want to fuck and I'm not going to be invested or have anything to do with you. And matter of fact, we're done. Right. But something's happened to me and I only care about yep. me. So I'm showing up and throwing myself at you so that you'll fuck me into oblivion. And he does. And then afterwards, he's like, cool, you came back. And she's like, no, no, I was, I just needed that. So she's so selfish. At she's this a point bitch. She's a huge bitch. Yeah. Because he's kind of putting it out there. Yeah. Like, I want more, yep. blah, blah, blah. I have these things I'm not going to tell you about yep. yet, but I want more. Yeah. And she runs. She runs every two pages. And yep. she runs for super Wishy-washy. Long. We all know how I feel about that. I know. But I was like, girl, mm-hmm. stop it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need a quick break. Yeah. Because we still have like 10, 15 more minutes of the Enigma. Yep. All right. Hey, Smut Hive listeners. 
just a quick reminder, don't forget to go onto our TikTok and Instagram page, like, follow, do all the fun things. We also have a link in our Instagram bio that takes you to Spotify and Apple. Leave us a review. Okay, hi. Okay. Okay, so we're back. Yes. Okay, so they're together, not together. They're together, not together. Right. But so what What needs to happen now in the middle of all this crazy? And of course, you know, you still have your backstory of mm-hmm. all the murderers and James needs to commit and she still hasn't figured it out. And right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, there's a baby. Now mm. she's pregnant. Yep. You know, Whoops. completely pregnant. Whoopsie. So yeah, that's what happens when you fuck like 19 times right. a day. So and never talk about it. Right. Yep. So that happens. Um, and then also the whole my mom didn't die as an accident thing that's right. happening. There's an FBI mole because duh, there's always an FBI always. mole. So you think you get directed to several different people mm-hmm. that you think could be involved in it. That turns out that they're not. And then she also gets information that James had something to do with her mother. So right. now it all has to come out in the open. Right. And I kind of expected him to lie to kind of steer her away from it, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't. tells her the yep. entire truth. And he was like, listen, the burns on my back didn't just happen when my family died. Um, it happened when I pulled you away from the car that and tried to save your mother. Yeah. So she was like, oh, my God, you my know you're the enigma. My mom was trying to take you yeah. down. He was like, your mom knew exactly who I was. And although my justice isn't her justice, she wasn't trying to get yeah. me. And but other people that she was after were. And yeah. I, I need to find out who tried to kill your mom. It wasn't an accident. It was murder. Yeah. So she believes him. Thank God. Because I, I thought for sure she'd be like, you're lying. Yeah. No, she absolutely believes him. Yeah. Um, so they've decided that they're going to go into like a safe house because people try to kill them mm-hmm. in his little glass box. And um, she goes home and it ends up being that Uncle Dexter. I just can't believe was it. Was the FBI mole who works under the bear. Yeah. And he's not going to tell us who the bear is. Yeah. And he is just like, all this shit is involved and blah, blah, blah. And he shoots and then flees. Mm-hmm. So he ends up actually shooting Bo. Right. In the stomach. Right. So, of course, he, uh, James, stays with her. They go to the hospital. James has a big showdown with the fam yeah. because, you know, everything's happening and they know Dexter's the one who did it mm-hmm. and she loses the baby, but she's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, but she's out for a long time. So James is trying to figure out what the fuck to do. He's, mm-hmm. He thinks that um, Dexter now knows who he is. Yeah. That he is the enigma and he's going to tell whoever the bear yeah. is and he's got to protect her and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he reaches out to a foe. Well, he reached out to Danny Black. Hey, Danny. So something happens because something else happens yeah. and he ends up finding out that Danny did not die and that he needs Danny's right. help. So here comes Danny back in the book. And basically what happens is James takes Bo and um, Uncle Lawrence because, yep. you know, Uncle Lawrence's husband is the one who did all Poor this. Poor man. And takes them to uh, Miami. Yeah. And they're in the safe house of Danny Black's mansion. Yep. And Danny shows up and he was just like, Okay, cool. You got me. I know who you are. You know who I am. How can I help you? It's in your best interest to help me out of this mafia bullshit. Cool. Awesome. So they're going to team up together. So Bo is still recovering. Mm -hmm. She has woken up and knows where she is. She knows that the baby's gone. She knows who Danny Black is because she used to work for the FBI. And she knows that they're now all going to work together and they're going to Aruba so that they can plan and plot and also her recovering. Yeah. And she's going to meet Rose. Yes. 
here's where you end the enigma. So it's a, they're in Aruba and it's a conversation with Bo and James. And it's just talking about like, we probably would have made shitty fucking parents, but we're both really sad. Yeah. We were, we made this life and it didn't happen. So that was very sad. Yeah. And that they love each other and he wants to marry her. And she's like, nope, I'm not going to marry you. But then finally says, yep, I will marry you. Bitch, you're going to marry him. Stop it. I know. Why she... wouldn't you just say yes the first time around? Because that's not her. She has to be oh, ridiculous. God. Um, but you know that like shit's about to go down. Yeah. Like stuff is going to happen. Yeah. Because James is not going to walk away from the bear. Yeah. And Danny's now involved in the bear. Mm -hmm. So shit needs to go down yep. in the mafia world. And where you get the next book from what I read about it is that basically it is going to be Danny coming back from the dead. Yeah. Everybody in the criminal world thinks he's dead. He's coming back to clean fucking house. Yeah. And then also do the bear thing. And James is going to be with him. So I'm sure now you're going to get both couples yep. in the next book. I'll be curious. I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, Rose and Bo become friends. A part of me thinks Bo would smack the shit out of Rose. Correct. Because Rose is such a... Yeah. Bleh. I just don't... I feel like that's naturally where the book would go. Yeah. I just don't see them being friends. I don't see them being friends. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. Again, I didn't go right to book three and hit download now. Like, right. I just... I know that I'm being directed back to Danny and Rose and I'm just not interested. Right. And so in order for me to get anything out yeah. of James or what happens with James and Bo or whatever, I don't really even care about Bo, yeah. but going through with all of that, like I just want to skip it. I, I just, just yeah, yeah. I didn't just care enough about the characters to like have any in, like desire to know what else is going to happen with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just unfortunate because yeah. I love Jodi Allen Yeah. I love all the book series. Yep. Um, I have not read the historical book series that yep. she came out with last summer um, because I don't like historical well, right. romance. In this particular case, I like mafia romance. Yeah. And I even like bully type romance. But I just didn't get the connection to these characters. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though the men that she has written. They're just not mean. They're manipulative. Yeah. And, and cruel. They're sexy. Yeah. And naughty. Yeah. And can flip on you in a second. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just didn't get the attraction to Danny. I got it more with James than I did with Danny. Yeah. But then again, I just didn't like the the love story. Yeah. I I think I was just my expectations were so high because of how much I loved her other books. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't, I, I think maybe mafia like isn't her thing. I prefer a Jesse mm -hmm. or a Becker. Right. I just, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, these books, uh, there's a lot of reviews out there. Everybody yeah. absolutely yeah. loves them. So, yeah. um, go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for next week, mm -hmm. um, we are just going to take a one-week break, yep. um, and then we're going to be back with Rebecca Zanetti. Um, we're going to do Woof, which is book one of the Stroke Pack series. Yeah. So, yeah. Come back for that. I'm excited. I am, too. We haven't done a Supernatural in a minute. Or Rebecca Zanetti yeah. in a while. A long time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys got to come back for that. Yep. Have a great week. Goodbye.